Welcome back to the Backlog Breakdown. Thanks for joining us for another week, another uh, bi-weekly episode here. It's it's just the two of us this week, our, our regular our regular hosts here. I'm sure you loved it as much as we did having some extra hosts on there last time. Great time. But uh, this week, just boring old Josh here and then my, my wonderful co-host. P.A. Nate, how old you Nate. doing? Boring I'm, old Nate. I'm, I'm being boring old Nate. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be boring together. How, yeah, how you it doing, sounds Nate? good. <laughs> I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, had the day off. Uh, nice. Did a whole lot of nothing except for Dead Space. I did uh-huh. I did do a couple other things like you know um and and I'll talk about some of that later on. But uh, yeah, just kind of took took it easy. Uh, the last couple of weeks I've been sort of adjusting to my new position at work. So uh, yeah, uh, it's uh it's good. Uh, but it's definitely doing some work on me, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. So. Keeps me busy. Uh, so, how are nice. you doing, my dude? Nice. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, it got cold here in Austin, Texas, which is weird. I can't say that. Now, too now often. what is cold in Texas? Cold. So it's like mid 40s, 50s right now. Ooh, that is cold. Which is super weird because yesterday was in like the 80s. So, um, it dude, we had overnight. the same thing going on up here. Okay. Like the first half of our week, it was like 77, 78 with like mm-hmm. a bunch of humidity. Yeah. And then it dropped down into the 50s and 40s. And I'm like, this is stupid. I'm going to get pneumonia and die. <laughs> or, well, hopefully, hopefully not, not die. But <laughs> I haven't gotten pneumonia yet either. But awesome. It's like stupid weather. <laughs> Nate rants about the weather. You know, well, that's episode actually, nine. <laughs> it's funny. You started, you started talking. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did it this time. I did it. I brought up the weather. You asked me how I'm doing, and I brought up the weather. Jeez, um, that's just how this got. Well, no, th- the reason I brought it up is just because it's so stinking weird. Um, October mm-hmm. in in Austin is usually not cold. It is usually hot. It might be cooling down, but I mean, it's usually pretty muggy through like almost even into December. Um, like we've had Christmases that are like 70s, 80s, um, which is just weird. But uh, I apparently live in the wrong part of the country, even <laughs> though I like seasons. Um, yeah, Christmas, we don't do those here. 70 degrees. That kind of sounds rad. Well, it, I mean, you have to factor in the humidity as well. Okay. Mm. So it's not, but I mean, we, yeah, we never see, we never see snow. We might get one snow a year. And uh, mm. even then it's a couple of inches at the most, like barely anything. So, um, so when you asked what is cold, that was a very good question because usually cold for Austinites is not is, is like sixty, you know. So, um, but it's yeah, sixty it's is shorts weather, really, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, um, yeah. So so it's just been really weird how like it it was kind of cool and then it got it got hotter again yesterday and then it just dropped out of nowhere and it's supposed to be rain. Mm. It's we've got we've been getting a ton of rain lately. Um, but okay, I'm done talking about the weather. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for bringing it up. I shouldn't have done that. Um, it's just, it's just wonderfully, uh, weird here in Austin, Texas. But, the the, the uh, words we would use up here in the Northeast are autumnal. Autum- oh yeah. That's I like that, that sounds very intelligent. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my smart thing for the day for, for the week, perhaps the month. Um, <laughs> 
Awesome. Speaking of smart things, mm-hmm. I just got to give a shout out to our boy Wesley. Uh, I've actually been watching Power Rangers RPM. Nice. And the inner 10-year-old in me um, really likes it. Uh, it's uh, Sweet. It's, uh, I don't know, it's goofy. It's the Power Rangers, but mm-hmm. it's uh, definitely got all the things that he talked about. <laughs> like, so nice uh just wanted to say thank you wesley uh that's uh given you've you've breathed new life into my netflix queue (laughs) that's awesome how far are you uh you know i i'm not quite halfway through the season okay so okay like episode 10 or 11 i think oh okay so it's a short little season then i say that Uh, relatively uh you know what i don't have it on on hand so yeah. but it's yeah i'm i'm about halfway with it wherever i am it's about halfway i think cool nice so. nice how about you uh i i have not i have not started it i should have but i i didn't get around to it. actually it, we were talking offline um with paul and wes and uh and i thought it i had got it mixed up in my head too because i thought that was the one that was on amazon um and and then so i was like i don't have amazon prime sorry and then uh and then Wes was like, oh, um, that's the, you know, the common writer Amazonia or whatever. Like it ha- literally has Amazon in the name. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, well, I'm an idiot because <laughs> I totally could have been could have been watching it, um, but have not gotten to it. Um, but I, I, I want to. I want to. Not just for my kids sake, but it seems it seems pretty cool and now that you've given your recommendation as well not not that not to say anything about wes like his recommendation is good <laughs> um just that now now i've got two guys two adult males recommending a um a season of power rangers to me so i got to check this out i got to check this we're going to adult so so good dude <laughs> well, just the best adulting um <laughs> I love it. So TV Y seven is what Netflix rates it. Yeah, it seems it seems appropriate. I mean, like there's like there's some like the the first episode, um, just is sort of like you know I think is in a lot of ways kind of like the high point so far for me. Like it's it's fun and it's sort of like it's it's Power Rangers. Yeah. But like the first episode, there's I mean, and like it's goofy and it's Power Rangers just as much as everything else. But like there's a couple. There's a couple parts in it that are just really neat, and I'm like, you know what? Like, yeah, I don't know if you you ever. Um, I've got my hand in front of my mouth. That's 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 great radio. Um, but um, that there was that YouTube short that they did where it was like the the gritty Power Rangers reboot. Oh yeah, yeah. Before the before the live action one came out. Yes, I did watch that. Yeah, like imagine that only like tone it down, like you know, kid friendly it up a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe not. And it's kind of like it, it, it kind of vibes like that a little bit. It's, it's cool. It's actually like way cooler than I expected. Like not to, not to throw shade on Wes or anything, but I was like, it's the Power Rangers, like mm-hmm. you know. And, and then it was like it actually really caught me, kind of took me by surprise, caught me off guard, whatever. Because I was like, no, this is actually like I was expecting like kind of like dumb fun. Yeah, and it, there is that, but it's also just sort of enjoyable. So um, that was a really good reco, Wes. Really good, man. Like, yeah, 
<laughs> I'm liking it way more than I thought I would. So nice, nice. I so I did pull it up here on Netflix. It's 32 episodes. Okay. So that yeah, that's a, that's a decent season. I'm just like glancing. I'm not even trying to read it, but I glanced at one episode, and the description is. Ziggy accidentally teleports himself and Dr. K into a cave. <laughs> and, uh, I have no context yeah. for that. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I just think it's funny. That's all. It's funny. It's, um, it's, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, y- you know what? Like, and I'm, this is all I'm going to say is like, man, I'm going to stop talking about Power Rangers here. <laughs> <in a minute. laughs> this is our new podcast. I mean, we We're just going to talk about Power, Power Rangers, Rangers for hours. Rediscovering Power um, Rangers. It's a good podcast. And, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Wes might get a little salty with us because that's kind of his, like, that's his bread and butter, dude. That's true. Might be. But it wouldn't be rediscovering for him. I mean, like, he, I don't know, as far as I know, he's always enjoyed uh, every, He's like, never, he's never left it. Yeah. Is that, is that how mm. you pronounce it? Tokusatsu? I think it is. My older brother's I'm, totally into those shows, too, and I just have not spent the time on them. Um, I like the concept. I just, I have not actually jumped into it. I'm but just maybe next a, episode, we'll see. Well, and I'm just not a big TV person in in general. Like, I don't mm-hmm. watch a ton of TV. I didn't grow up with. Like, my parents had cable off and on, and and but it it just it's one of those things. Like, I I binge like cartoons. Yeah, and then I'm done. So, like, I'll binge a series, like. But, you know, I'll binge a series and then I'm just kind of like, I'm done for a while. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, uh, I, yeah. I feel you. As I've gotten older, it's been more difficult for me to get into TV shows. Um, mm-hmm. I, I totally was into to more shows when I was, you know, well, actually, probably after I got married, my wife and I watched through a ton of shows, tons of Netflix binging. Um, but mm-hmm. now that we have kids, it's just like, it's more difficult. And I usually just go to like, bite size you know youtube videos or stuff like that um but but i th- i think i can i think i can fit this one in too because i've been i i got some plans i got some plans so i guess i'll throw that on my goals for next time <laughs> watch a couple episodes of rpm and i'm sure once i start like i'm not gonna want to stop so yeah dude and you know um i know samantha like told you she liked the beard on your last episode of so talk to me oh yeah <laughs> dude i'm 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 checking it out man oh rocket bro Aww. rocket i like it well thank you i like it so <laughs> you know keep, yeah keep working on that i'm i'm so. losing my hair on top and so it's just like <laughs> migrating down to the bottom um i, I just tell people that like i'm just covering all the ugly uh, you know, there's, a, <laughs> there's a lot of ugly underneath that yeah there you go. There you go. Well, yours yours is nice and full, and and I mean, like mine is as thick as it has ever been. Um, but I, it's still like I've got this weird little line where where hair just doesn't grow very much in this in this weird line. Um, and it's it might not be something that many people notice, but I notice it, and so I'm just like this. This is really strange, and I I don't know, but. Uh, it's like the it dude. It's like when you get like that little bit of gravy on your shirt and you get cleaned up. The only person who really knows it is you, yeah. and that's because it doesn't like meet. You know, it's like I know there's gravy on my shirt. Yeah, so that that's totally true. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm sure that's what it is. Because I was, and this is how. <laughs> okay, um, you know, uh, like I said, adult, fully grown adult male. 
but sometimes I need a little a little encouragement myself. Okay, the one of the reasons or one of the yeah one of the reasons that I started growing it out because uh, I usually grow it out towards the end of the year as it gets colder. Um, but that means like farther on in the year, not usually you know September October. But um, I was watching. Oh, actually, I don't know how I stumbled on it. Maybe it was shared in one of the groups that I'm a part of on Facebook or something like that. But I watched a YouTube video and this dude just had some tips on like how to grow a beard. And one of his tips is just let it grow. Like just wait, it's going to look terrible, but just let it grow. And, and the other thing was like, embrace it. Like this is your face and this is what your face grows. Like just embrace it as yours. It's never going to be exactly what you want it to be, but Mm -hmm. it's yours. So like own it. And I'm just like, oh, that's that's so good. I love that. And so this is the confessions of a 29 year old adult male, um, and how I need encouragement from other males to grow my facial hair. <laughs> Are you like you know? And this is this is really what I've just been waiting for. Is like <laughs> just to just like totally co opt this the podcast and turn it into talking about beards. The beard cast. So it's 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 come. It's time. Um, also- are you? Oh, I was going to say. Have you done any oils or balms no, yet? No, I have not. Okay. I have not. Uh, I don't know if any of that was picked up on the microphone, but my wife from the other room was saying how, um, well, thanks. I'm glad that you decided to do it. Uh, you know, she was, because she always loves it when I grow up my beard. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm glad to know it wasn't me, that it was YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so shame on me. Um, but I grow it out wah, every wah, year for wah. her. Anyways, um, this is our podcast, so. <laughs> and, and brevity uh, is not our thing. No, no clearly. Never has been. Clearly. Probably won't, ever not. will be. Not even is when we have it? other hosts. Like, I was surprised. I thought I thought it was going to be <laughs> nice and nice and quick with some other people. You know, they'd keep us on track. We're all going to talk oh, about no. Zelda 2. Oh, no. Even and you hadn't even played very much Zelda two, so I was like, okay, cool, we got that. No, no, it ended up being like almost longer than we normally go. So, um, it, it, it might have been it was our beefiest boy, beefiest. Clearly, <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, so that's just how we do. Let's let's. Uh... <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm so tickled by it. Um. Last last episode was was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah, that w- that was really just a ton of fun. But let's move on to our backlog reports. Let's do it. So we and we kind of have like this is like technically like the backlog report because we didn't really touch on it a whole lot last episode. Oh, yeah. So, um, so this is like what we we've got done some in the past we month. got some catching up to do. Well, sort of, yeah. All right. So you want to open it up or you want me to? Sure. Let's get into this report. Um, So what have I been into lately? Well, um, since finishing Zelda 2, I've poured a bunch of my time back into Earthbound. So, you know, I was kind of Mm -hmm. playing that at the same time. Um, Earthbound is nice. I'm actually playing it on my Wii U is where I own. I also own it on the um, SNES Classic. But the Wii U is nice because I can play it in handheld mode. Although now I'm super spoiled by the switch and I'm like, Oh, I can't leave the room that the console's in. <laughs> um, but it's still really helpful to have it on handheld. Cause I can kind of do other things while I'm playing it because earthbound is just being an, a JRPG. You can be more lax 
um, and have it in the background. It's not like a hardcore action game that you need to be super focused into. Um, and that has been a lot of fun. Um, what, I think I had mentioned it on the last episode. I, I don't remember, but I, I telling Wes where I was, he was like, oh yeah, it's about to get really weird. And I'm like, it's already gotten pretty weird and then uh it got weirder the game <laughs> the game is certainly um a strange journey through uh shigesato itoi's mind um because there's there's some weird stuff going on i'm currently in a, a part of the game where i'm underneath stonehenge um fighting starmen uh there was so there's a gag fairly early on in the game where you're trying to get through this area and in your way is this iron pencil. Okay. So you can't get around this iron pencil and one of your characters or one of the NPCs in the game creates a pencil eraser and you need to use the pencil eraser to take the iron pencil away and get to the, get to the other side of the area, which I was like, Oh, that's a funny gag. You need a pencil eraser. Ha ha. So at the point where I'm in, in the game, there is this iron eraser that's in the way. And I go back and talk to this character and he's like, oh yeah, I invented this eraser eraser. <laughs> and I'm just like, are you serious? This is a, uh, this is, de- this is something like this is, I love it. I love it because it's, 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 it's sort of like Monty Python esque. Um, okay. cause it's like self-referential and really it, it's the kind of human, and maybe it's just because you don't have any delivery in the game because it's all text. Um, but it feels really dry and the overall tone, it, it's funny because this game, I was sold on it that, you know, you're a little, you're a boy and you use bats and you beat up on, you know, dogs and stuff that are attacking you, you know, like it's, it's a much more real or it feels more like real life versus the swords and sorcery kind of JRPGs norms of the time. Um, but it's funny because that contrasts so hard with all the weird like Twin Peaks style strangeness that goes on in the game. Um, like fourth wall breaking just strange occurrences that are played straight. Like you're supposed to think this is normal and it's like this is some crazy fantasy world. Um, hmm. anyways, I'm digging it a lot. Have you, I, I can't remember if I'd asked you, have you ever played Earthbound? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been a long time. I think, okay. uh, I played it back on, I, I don't know that I ever beat it. I, I okay. kind of want to say I did, but I think I know how it ends. Yeah. Um, but I think I, the one distinct memory that I do have of Earthbound is there was this part where like I needed to get past something underneath a waterfall, and yeah. and I think that just became like a bit of a sticking point for me, and okay. I just I think that's where I sort of let it drop. Okay. So, um, okay. Yeah, I I just like I'm not a hundred percent because like I said that was eh, a long time ago. Yeah. I'm just gonna say oh, a totally. long time ago. Totally. Like I said, this is my third time starting the game. So okay. yeah, no, I, I've, I've hit points like that too. And for like no real reason, I stopped playing. So that part I had to look up online cause I wasn't sure what to, what to do. Um, particularly if it's the, if it's the, uh, behind the waterfall scene that I'm thinking of, you literally 
have to sit there for, I think it's like three minutes and not do anything before it opens up. Like you're intentionally not supposed to do anything in order to enter the cave. Um, And I'm just like, this is like in practice, I'm like, this is super frustrating. Like this is not what I want to be doing. But in hindsight, it's like, okay, that's actually really unique. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know very many games that force you to put down the controller, think about what you've done and, and what's gotten you to this point and wait in order to progress. So, huh. I mean, it's, if well, nothing I, else, it's yeah. definitely interesting. I'll definitely like, you know, uh, it's, it's one of those games that I do have sort of on, on the backlog at some point. So, um, at some point in time, I do want to sort of take a crack at it again. So Nice. nice. Well, it was my current game of shame. Um, so I'm going to finish that one up, and then I might work on the, another one. Or I might move on to um, a different game that I have recently added to my backlog. <laughs> uh, which I guess technically would be a game of shame, wouldn't it? Because shame on me for adding to my backlog. But I couldn't. I couldn't pass up on it. Um, I I told myself it was like a, it was like an early Christmas present to me. But there was a guy on Craigslist who was selling Octopath Traveler um, at a good price, and so I was like, I'm gonna pick this up, but I'm not gonna play it until I'm done with the current games that I have. Because like, if I started playing it, then I drop Earthbound for the third time, <laughs> and that's not <laughs> uh, that's not a good idea. So. I might start on that next. We'll see. I don't know. Um, next up that I've been playing, so so Earthbound is nice because it's on the handheld, but I've also been playing our horror game for October, Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing that one on PC, and our our the way that I have my my PC set up, it is like basically in sort of our dining room slash. I mean, it'll eventually be kind of like a school room, you know. And it's it's open towards the kitchen or towards our living room and also the kitchen. So it's in a very open space. So I mm. can't really play Dead Space very often. Like I can only play yeah. it when the kids are asleep, obviously. Yeah. And um not you know, I don't want to like sequester myself away when when kids are awake and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So so um I kind of I've been playing it in spurts generally at night. Um, which has been really cool because just because it's dark and I can, you know, get the it is get the spooky feeling. too, man. It is. It's nice, um, man. The you know what you said about the the audio of the game is mm-hmm. really cool because it gives. So we talked about this with um with Shadow of the Colossus, where that game, or even with Journey, where that game feels a certain way. Like you can break mm-hmm. down the mechanics and what they do but it gives you more of a feeling like the sum total is more than the parts, right? Yeah. I can't, I probably said that wrong, but um, like the audio with the enemies, I noticed after, you know, like four or five chapters in, I noticed that the music intentionally gets really creepy or there's like a, there's a musical sting whenever an enemy comes on screen or whenever an enemy is near, which Mm -hmm. the feeling that that gives makes it, uh, gives you so much more it's, it's so much more terrifying 
than actually sitting back and being like, oh, there's a mechanic in this game that when there's a when there's an enemy, it's scare like music starts playing, you know? Uh, it's it's more than just the mechanic of music playing. It's like it actually feels more scary because the music starts to swell. Well, and it's one of those things that it's so, I think, it's so, I, I, I want to use the word clever, but yeah. I, I don't know how to, it's so subtle, and I guess where yeah. you're sort of not aware of it. I mean, you're, you become aware of it, and there are moments where you're sort of like cognizant of what the game is doing and what the soundtrack is doing to you and what sound design is doing to you, right? But like the fact of the matter is like, it just like, it sort of sits right underneath your conscience, or consciousness mm-hmm. and then like and then when it ramps up like it just it grabs you yeah. and I, I i love it it's like it's it's one of my like one of like you know i i spent a good chunk of today playing dead space um and i just it was like it, it wasn't quite the same as like when i played it for the first time years ago like you know mm-hmm. the, the jump oh, scares yeah. weren't as intense or whatever um, and, and I think I'm, I'm not as big a sissy as I used to be. So that helps. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the sound design in that game and the, some of the cues too, like some of the sound cues that that game gives you, um, just like with, I don't know, you, you know, we, we sort of talked about it cause we both, we, it was, you said it was, um, before we started recording, you told me it was like your favorite part when you were in the like the biodome yes. or the biosphere yes. section. Those poison, the poison zombie things yeah. that were they were just like these like you you knew one was in the area uh-huh. because you could hear it and it would make like a very distinct sound, like a kind of like a um that just like a whimper almost. Yeah, like a moan or whatever. Yeah. But it was like it's so it clued you. Um, I can't. It clued you in that there, you know, part, there's this thing that you need to find, and I just like you know. And I guess I think like the thing is like the the thing that's so very cool about that sound design is that it's very like I don't want to say no. Maybe I think understated is the right word for it. Where it's it's not super in your face. It's not. Yeah, it, you kind of. You don't get, I mean, you, you acknowledge, like, you're able to see, like, no, this is exactly what they're doing, but it works on you every single stinking time. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like that game. Like you said, um, we were talking about a little bit before we started recording. Uh, come to find out we're at the same point in the game. Um, I, I, I checked online and saw that there are a total of 12 chapters apparently Mm -hmm. in the game um so i like planning out the month right because because we're supposed to be playing it through october i was like okay so that means i need to get three chapters done a week i can do this like Mm -hmm. that's just you know setting my goal three chapters a week and i finished i finished seven so far so i'm already a little bit ahead of the game because that was even a few days ago now like i haven't i haven't played it in a little while um and so, uh, yeah, finish chapter seven at chapter eight. That was chapter six. And that, yeah, that's been my favorite so far. Just the way, like the, the body horror stuff. This, the thing that you mentioned about those, the, those things that you're supposed to kill that were releasing poison, that has probably had the most effect on me so far 
because they're so pitiful and they're mm-hmm. so like it's so obvious that they used to be human and so it's like oh crap i'm having to kill like this isn't like a rampaging zombie coming after me like this is a mutated human who is like already dying but i have to kill. like it doesn't fight back at all like i feel no. bad for it yeah. and i'm just like uh, uh so that that is probably actually the most affecting part so far for me in the game and then uh, i really liked the end boss of that level um mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was a good yeah it, it was it was it was like the biggest enemy that i've fought so far um you know possibly in the game because it's just like enormous um and so just like getting into that room where it's in it's just like holy crap how am i supposed to do this i don't know and and like flailing around for a little while and then it's a video game so it does kind of like telegraph hey here's the part you're supposed to shoot you know things like that um yeah but it was it was a rush it was it was really cool so um i'm digging it there's definitely more to say i don't know if we want to just like talk about the game for a while or if we want to give more of like a final thought um thing next time around Um, i think yeah i think we would probably be best served by you know maybe uh penciling out a chunk of time next episode because at that point in time we should be either done or pretty close to being done and then we can sort of like come back and thoughts impressions but uh i you know all all i can say about dead space is um i i forgot how much i liked that game like I knew that I liked it. Like I knew that it was like one of my top ten games of all time. But yeah. I like it's it's sort of like now I'm remembering why. Yeah. And uh totally. So. Totally. That makes sense. So what else here have you like, you know, um So so I, I, I might be bringing up a sore subject. How are you doing with your memorization, dude? Yeah. Um no that it's not it's not a sore subject. It has been something um it hasn't been entirely consistent, but I have been getting better. So I geez, I feel like a broken record. Um, but it has been slow and steady um mm-hmm. uh getting back into it. Um I, I definitely I could be doing better but I have been carving out some time to be working on it. So right now I'm 12 verses in. Uh, I was just working on it earlier today, and I think I've gotten the 12 to the 12th verse in. So, um, so yeah, slow and steady progress. Um, How about your reading? How are you doing there? Uh, so I've pretty much, I noticed this the other day is that I haven't been reading very many books lately. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, so I'm I'm trying to kind of veer back towards books. Um, so I started a new book today, a new audio book today, but that that's neither here nor there. Um, so last month in the reading uh, group that we have, um, there's that book Powered Up by Chris Kohler. Um, I technically finished the the main portion of the book uh, earlier today. Actually, got back into it, finished it up, but there's like an added chapter um from like 2016 that's about satoru iwata so i started that so i still have that to finish up before i'm technically done with the book i really i like the book a lot i think it would make i i kind of wish it was an audio book because it feels like an extended episode of 
like Retronauts or something like that, where it goes really in depth into a few different areas of video games, like music. And um, there, there was a chapter where he talked about even just like going to Japan and experiencing Japan, which is really interesting. But it almost it did feel a little out of place in that it um I don't know it it it, w- it was interesting to me because it's like this would definitely be something that I would enjoy doing one day going to Japan, but mm. at the same time it's like it it didn't have too much to do with like the main topic of the book overall. Also, it's just outdated because the book is, geez, like. 10 15 years old at this point yeah it's a few years um, old at this point yeah yeah and and he acknowledges it too like there was an addendum to that chapter where he talks about how much japan had changed since um writing that chapter too so um so i do think the book is a little unfocused but that said i i still really enjoy it because i'm a nerd and pretty much everything he's talking <laughs> about i enjoy um so i i'm digging it i have not gotten into your book um, I have the audiobook on hold at the library. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like trying to, to, uh, whenever that, whenever it's, it gets out of hold and like I can actually download it and listening to it, listen to it, I'm sure I can get through it fairly quickly. Um, I just haven't started it cause it's on hold. Well, you know, part of that too is like, I realized, I think it was last night. I was like, I don't know if I ever, cause the the original thing we were going to read something else but then <laughs> the that tended to, well <laughs> you but it's not it's not a bad thing i think uh i think nate leopard said that he hasn't played it yet either so mm-hmm. we i have a there's a book you know uh written by nick sutner about the shadow of the Colossus game mm-hmm. and um that's what we were going to read, but then Josh hasn't played it yet. So, you know, uh, but, and I don't want to, I don't, Game I, you know, shame. I, I typically I'm like, yo, it's like 10 years old, 15 years old, whatever. But I'm like, no, this is one of those games that I really do think needs to just as much as you possibly can. You need to just not have it spoiled for you because there are just some absolutely standout moments in that game that, uh, I just don't see how he could, yeah, how he could avoid it. So, yeah. um, so anyways, the the book I ended up choosing was The Big Sleep by Raymond Chandler. So, uh, which and then, but like I said last night, I'm like, I don't know if I ever told anybody yeah. that that's what I was replacing it with. I think I had sort of said like, well, we could do this book or we could do The Big Sleep, and and then I sort of never came back to it. So it's the big sleep. And I went back and I clarified last night. But did you have anything else you want to add to the, the report or? Um, nope. Nope. Book, memorization, and games. Yeah, that's everything I have. That's all that I've okay. been up to the past two weeks. <laughs> um, what about you, man? What, what do you have to report? Well, I, uh, I actually, I, I've been trying to like establish a rhythm sort of throughout my week. And so Sundays, <laughs> I... I, you know, and I, I may or may not have mentioned this, but I don't really play games on Sundays unless it's like mm-hmm. with my wife or, uh, you know, my one buddy. He and I play the division together. So sometimes we'll we'll pencil out a couple hours like, you know, we'll scratch out a couple hours. And that's, you know, that's this time for us to sort of like catch up and hang out and fellowship uh, a little bit. Uh, but uh, but yeah, for the most part, I don't play video games on Sundays. I try to do a lot of reading. 
then i'm trying to okay sort nice. of use it as my day to do like reading and studying and uh so uh one of the things i actually just recently sort of instituted is uh, you know and and i'm you know sort of uh, I've kind of echo- echoing you with the, the memorization. Like it's sort of like I got that first chapter down, and then it's just been a struggle to to move past that. Uh, one of the things I've decided I'm going to do is there's six chapters of Galatians, so I'm going to read one chapter Monday through Saturday. So okay. um, one chapter a day Monday through Saturday, and then uh, just you know just to sort of like keep cycling through it and keep cycling through it and keep you know yeah. Uh, the, to sort of prime the brain a little bit and uh, make it a, l- a little easier to, to hold on to. Uh, one of the other things I do, and this is actually what I've been doing sort of like my devotionals out of, and it's something that I do a few times a year uh, is I go through Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs, and you know, I'll do it for a couple months because, I mean, there's just a, a wealth of knowledge in Proverbs yeah. that's, um, you know, uh, it's it's good to sort of come back and, and ground ourselves in wisdom. So uh, I've just been, you know, for you know the last week or two, been cycling through that. Not as consistently as I would like, but basically it's like today was the 15th. So I opened up the 15th, the, the 15th chapter of Proverbs, read through. There were a couple of verses that stood out to me and it's like, and that's where I sort of I zeroed in on and I meditated on those for a little bit, journaled through some of that. Um, So that's, you know, and that's one of those things, like I want to make that stuff a priority in a way that I I don't always do it. Uh, I, I've banged out a couple of chapters of how should we then live? I'm still sort of like, you know, chewing on that. That's it. And it's unfortunate because I, I feel like in some ways, that book is way meatier than the way that I'm sort of approaching it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's, it's very academic, which is cool. I'm enjoying sort of like going through stuff and, and uh, thinking about the, you know, the sort of the, the narrative that he's laying out, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't, you know, and the, the arguments that he's making and, and the, just the, the ideas that he's presenting. Um, but there are times when I sort of just like, I'm just like, I need to sit down and read a ch- chapter. So I just like, <laughs> you know, I just burn out a chapter. Yeah. Uh, same thing with good and angry. I think I'm actually okay. probably being a little more intentional with good and angry just because I am trying to, you know, I'm trying to internalize a lot more of that book. So I want to make sure that I'm not chewing through it. Um mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I said, today, Dead Space, uh, I am also, you know, I haven't played it for a couple of days now, but Hollow Knight is still (laughs) pressing on me hard. And we will sort of come back to that here in a little bit, because that's actually, that's actually sort of one of the big, that's, uh, I'm I'm excited about this, but what we're (laughs) going to be talking about. Um, Eventually, like my, my goal is like, you know, with all the time that I've invested on the Switch, I'm going to beat it. Um, I'm probably going to wrap it up here shortly. And then uh, I'm just at some point in time when I do decide to come back and revisit it, I'm going to play it on PlayStation, you know, for, for the okay. trophies because I'm uh-huh. lame like that. Um, <laughs> but um, nah, I just uh, I actually just got my copy of uh, Powered Up 
or leveled up or with, with yeah, powered up the, the Chris Kohler book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, just a, a book that's not in the, the book club reading queue, but I'm interested in sort of going through is uh, it's a book by a guy named Cornelius Van Dam. Uh, not Cornelius Van Til, but Van Dam. <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. And uh, yeah, yeah. The first time somebody told me about it, I was like, Are you sure you don't mean Van Til? And they're like, no, I mean, uh, but it's it's just called the Deacon, and it's uh, and it's it's uh, a resource that someone recommended to me. And then I was talking to one of the guys at church, and he he said it's a really good book. And so uh, I picked those up, and I finally they finally showed up the other day. And so at some point in time, I'm going to sort of slide those into the rotation into the queue as well. But nice, yeah. Uh, Today, today was sort of a dead space day. I went from, so like, this is in a little bit of like, it was my day off and I didn't really have a whole lot on the table that I needed to get done or wanted to get done. There are probably things I should have gotten done, <laughs> but I was like, I haven't touched dead space at all. And I don't want to like come to the end of the month and be like, I didn't play it. I'm super lame. You know? Um, and I was like, no, like the whole reason we're playing this is because like I kind of pushed for it and I really like this game. And and then it, and so I dip back in and I just I, I mean, I basically powered through basically, you know, the way you've been picking at it. I sat down today and just burned <laughs> through it. Um, and I'm doing I, I, I do definitely plan on doing multiple playthroughs of that game. Um, and uh Right now, I'm doing a a plasma cutter only run, and just uh, this is just like just for anybody who's actually playing the game along with us and is wanting maybe to know some strategies. Um, and Eric Bryant brought this up in the thread in in the book club as well. But I have like there there are a couple simple strategies that you can employ that make this game way more manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, one don't waste money or nodes on anything but your rig and the plasma cutter at first. Um, in fact, I would uh, like you know, it's it's supposed to be a challenge, but honestly, doing the plasma cutter only run is actually, in my opinion, like one of the easiest ways to play the game. But yeah. you just basically you just dump your nodes and your money into upgrading the plasma cutter and the upgrades and. You don't fire at arms because in the game, like, you know, spoiler, not spoiler. It's (laughs) the game's 10 years old, whatever. And I'm not, but the way you kill the enemies isn't by removing their heads is actually by severing their limbs. Yeah. Um, They're like space zombies, but the way that you kill them is you shoot off their arms (laughs) and, you know, hence the cutter. It's like a, it shoots a horizontal or a vertical line of energy mm-hmm. anyways uh basically you put it in the alternate firing mode and you just shoot off things legs and yeah. then if, you, if you're running low on energy that gives you two options like one you can just continue to unload in them and blow off their other limbs and it'll usually kill them within a shot or two or you can run up on them and stomp on you know your enemy's heads at that point mm-hmm. um and the other thing I would say is like always keep like a node or two. And nodes are sort of these like rare commodities. They're used for upgrades. Um, you can buy them from the store, but that's available. But like 
you can find them as well throughout the game, but keep a couple on you at all times. Like just because you like, you know, upgrade when you have like extra nodes to burn. Mm-hmm. Um, but like keep them because you'll come across doors that can only be opened by burning a node. And I know that it seems like sort of counterintuitive because you're you're actually sort of like trading off like your upgrade material. But the the ammo and the supplies and there's usually sort of like these collectibles. They're called like semiconductors or superconductors. And there's different levels of those. But usually there's one or two of those in the the room plus a bunch of ammo and health and stuff. And it's just like it's one of those things that it, it just uh yeah. I I really and it, it makes that game I don't know if I would say easy, but like yeah, the game's way more manageable. It also doesn't hurt that I've played the snot out of it a bunch of times. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been surprised because I mean I've I've probably mentioned it on the podcast if not in the group multiple times is that I'm not very good at uh, at shooters in general. Um I I would say first person shooters but this is a third person shooter. Um mm-hmm. I I just don't play them very often. I played a ton of them in high school and I just feel like I I kind of got burned out on them like Halo 2 is is where I just kind of capped it all off. Um tons of all-nighters with friends. Anyways, um so like I started playing this game and it was, <laughs> it's funny to say it. Um, it was hard for my brain cause I play inverted. It was hard for my brain to even know like which way was up. Cause half the time I'm like pushing the stick up to aim up and half the time I'm pushing it down to aim up. And I'm just like, wow, I am, I am freaking terrible at this game. Um, that said with the advice to, to, upgrade the um the plasma cutter i've actually been really surprised that it has been manageable like i i haven't come up against like a crazy challenge that i haven't been able to get past um i i haven't died that many times except for a certain sort of kind of boss thing that we talked about before the cast but it's like shooting this asteroid into orbit which is more frustrating than it was challenging but anyways um, so yeah, I, I've been surprised at how, um, r- relatively, I don't know if this is too strong of a word, but relatively easy that the game has been, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think if it were more difficult, I'd probably be more frustrated cause I'm not good. One of the other things just sort of, yeah, like Dead Space is one of those games that I don't tend to really dig in too hard on first person shooters. In fact, I, I kind mm-hmm. of, and, and again, you pointed out it's, it's a, a third person shooter, um, which one of the things I wanted to talk about with dead space, just briefly, just sort of mention, and we can come back to this next episode to sort of go over this again. I love the sort of the, basically the non-existence of a UI and how yeah. everything is handled through the, the uh the plasma cutter and then his spinal so uh just for anybody who you know obviously and again i, I think i say this every time you're probably going to see some sort of mention of it in the title <laughs> but the topic of the show uh tonight is uh completionism yeah you know and uh this is this is actually you know uh Josh, you wanted to talk about this because... Yeah, uh, well, it, no, okay, there's no beating around the bush. 
because Hollow Knight. That's why. Really. It's so That's really good. <laughs> it's so good. And I feel so great every time you say that or someone in uh, online says that because I'm just like, yes. Uh, they, it's not just me. I get validation from knowing it's not just me. Like, this game really is that good. Um, and, and I don't necessarily want to belabor the point. You know, this is probably, what, the third or fourth episode, uh, my newest obsession. Um, but no, it, it had me thinking. So, so as a gamer, I am not naturally a completionist. Um, there are certain games okay. that I played growing up that have taught me to check the nooks and crannies like original Zelda and um, old Final Fantasy games where like you could walk through walls <laughs> at certain points to get special items or in the case of Zelda, it's necessary, which is totally ridiculous. Um, the, you know, if, if, you, if you have no idea what you're doing, like it, you literally have to walk through the wall in one of the Triforce rooms. Spoiler for a 40-year-old game. Um, so <laughs> there, there are things like that where I know I take my time playing certain video games and I definitely, I really like the exploration aspect of video games. Um, that said, because I have amassed such a backlog and because, um, I've really kind of started to drill down over the past few years of like actually playing through the games that I have and, and, you know, taking a look at the games that I have and, and saying, you know, if this is, if this is a good enough game for me to play, like I want to actually finish it. I don't want to get an hour, two hours, four hours in and then give up. Um, so my mindset for the past few years has just been like, I'm going to finish a game, not necessarily complete it, but finish it so that I can get on to the next game if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there yeah. are some pros and cons to that approach. Um, it just goes against this idea, like, okay, the, even the term completionist, um, if, you, it, you know, if you know the guy on YouTube, I follow him on YouTube, the, the completionist mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. who literally just takes a game and 100%s it. Um, and whatever that means, you know, whether there's like special trophies or whether that means just finding every, you know, whatever. Um, that is a like that side of gaming is very interesting to me and it's something that i i think it would be really cool to do that um but that's just not the way that i play games very very often that's just not the way that i'm necessarily wired except for for certain games so i will say i think um chrono trigger i think i've seen every ending in that game and there's probably mm. 15, 20 endings. Um, yes. I don't think I maxed out all the levels of all the characters, but I know Chrono, I maxed him out. Because it doesn't go to level 99, it goes to level star, star. I know that much. Dude, all I know is that like when you're talking about Chrono Trigger, like, just like the Grinch's heart grew three sizes <laughs> that, that day, like, mine, mine grows a little bit. I can just, just like, oh, yes, this is good. So good. Dude. So good. Um, Outside of that, I mean, maybe Mega Man X too. Now that I'm thinking about it, mm -hmm. I'm like ref referencing all these old games, uh, all these Super Nintendo games, because I know I, you know, I went and got the Hadouken uh, in that game, and and you need to have everything in order to do that. So I guess there are certain games, but even those two games are not particularly long games in and of themselves. Well, 
and I think too, and you know, so when you, when we talked about this topic too briefly, like one of the things that I, and sort of talking about this, one of the things I thought is like, I thought back to my child, mm-hmm. you know, and back in the original NES days. And, and a lot of it too is like, you know, you, you brought up the Legend of Zelda and things like, the reality was like, I only had a handful of games. Right. And so it's like, yeah. you know, I could do everything in Mega Man 2 blindfolded because I had played <laughs> that game in, well, probably not blindfolded, you know, it's a little bit, but a hyperbole, you know, and Still. that's what makes this good radio. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. That's going to, that's going to be one of my new catchphrases, by the way. It's going to talk about like what good radio I make. Um, but, um, no, it was like, you know, you didn't have a ton of options. Yeah. Um, like there's a game uh, that I played, and it wasn't like by no means was it like a great game, mm-hmm. but uh, River City Ransom. Yeah, I think there wasn't an inch of that game that I did not thoroughly like. I bought every technique. I bought all the you know, nice. just, it was like yeah. every stinking thing in that game. And it, of course, like you know, it didn't say like oh, like you you completed ninety eight percent of the game and you missed like. But it was just one of those things where you didn't have a whole lot, so you dump time into it. And I think that that's, um, you know, and I think, like, especially, like, when you look at games like Mega, the Mega Man series, like, that actually required, because those games were so sort of, like, painstaking mm-hmm. and punishing, I guess, maybe, is, like, they were just so difficult that you really did have to sort of have that investment in. I would also mm-hmm. sort of, and I, I think there's a little bit of a difference between that and what we're dealing with now. I mean, with, with you have, like, now, um, you know, I primarily game on a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And so the, the sort of the meta that's involved there is the trophy system. But there's the achievement system, mm-hmm. you know, on Microsoft side. And I think with that, it sort of unlocks something. And I don't know if it taps into it because, like, now, in some ways, I really do like the achievement slash trophy systems because instead of just like, you know, and and I think like at, at some point in time, like every kid is probably who, who's played video games has probably lied about finding something. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you, you know, sometimes we got caught in them, sometimes we didn't. I remember. Um, just a dumb sort of tangent story but when i was a kid like i had mario brothers one and three and i didn't have two but i i used to tell people that i beat two all the time somebody asked me about the ending on two and i just made up a bunch of crap and they were like no you <laughs> and it was like you know <laughs> i think i was i was pet like i was a petrified like you know 10 year old yeah um, that's someone but you know the the reality is like you know uh, I think the, the the achievement and trophy systems sort of instead of like having to like you know and and there was some sort of accessibility okay like Final Fantasy Seven is one that I think about like you know when people did like all like the golden chocobo or the golden saucer crap and the ch- and the weapons mm-hmm. and all of that crap there was re- really in a lot of ways like no way to validate that. But now with like the achievements, if somebody's platinum the game or 100% of the game, you know that like for the most part, like 
they've gone through and scrubbed that game for all it's worth. And they've done, you know, they've done some real work there. I think like sort of the motivation behind some of that can be interesting to examine. Yeah. I mean, you know, if it's just, if it's just sort of like you're trying to sort of like get like that little bit of extra nerd cred so that you can one up everybody else or whatever. Well then, you know, that's obviously like, it's just foolish and stupid mm-hmm. and petty. And, you know, maybe some people won't like that, but I think, you know, there are some noble things within that completionism uh, that are maybe not noble. Noble is probably too strong, but there are some like beneficial positive things that come out of that as well. And I think, you know, especially looking at Hollow Knight, like, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier. I think that I do fully intend, I bought this on PlayStation 4 and I fully intend to go through it and clear it as much of like, if it requires me to do the Steel Soul mo- mode, I probably won't do that because uh, that permadeath crap. I'm not about that. Yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah, like I think like you know it's in some ways like and and I can just sort of like I haven't platinumed a ton of games and I fully intend on platinuming um, Dead Space because when I had it on 360, I was shy of two achievements for 100% in the game. Oh, wow. I really do like this game, like that game a lot. But it's like, so for me, that 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 platinum, the 100%, whatever, that really is sort of like, if if a Nate seal of approval existed, like that would be it. Like I've, I've <laughs> platinumed Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. You know, I adore that game. I think that game, like, and, and you know, and I know that it's not a popular opinion of some people. I think I, I hate that I have to caveat this. I think Breath of the Wild is a fine game. I think it's a good game. I think it sort of it's one of those things where, um, yes, it is Nintendo taking some some risks and some chances with a, a, a property, and that those risks panned out. And I think it's a good game. But I think like the reality is like, in a lot of ways, it was a lot of Nintendo sort of still playing it kind of safe by making that game in an established franchise. Whereas, you know, I think that anyways, and I, I, it just bums me out because I think horizon zero dawn sort of got thrown under the bus a little bit mm-hmm. by breath of the wild. Um, I've platinum God of war. I, I adore that game. Like, uh, you know, dad of boy is probably <laughs> my game of the year for this year. If, mm-hmm. if I had to pick, I just like, and I haven't played everything that's come out. I haven't played the new Spider-Man, but I'm just telling you that story. Like one, the redemptive art for Kratos is beautiful. And the story between Kratos and his son is just, um, I played it. I was actually playing that when we still had the boys. Um, You know, so the boys would go to bed and then I'd play God of War for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And like that, to sort of seeing like, you know, Kratos, like I really struggled to communicate with our, our old foster son, you know, uh, at the end of the day, like, you know, he chose something very different. He chose to leave my house because I basically told him, I'm not going to let you just sort of run rampant. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to, if I, if I adopt you, you will be my son. I will raise you as such. I will expect things out of you. And sort of 
like finding those ways to communicate. Like I saw Kratos struggle to communicate with his son, and like that game was like so. Like maybe there's like some like you know seasonal stuff. I guess you know where I was in life that's sort of like hitting. But it's like I don't do that for every game, and I don't think I will do that. So, and it's funny because I think in a lot of ways, I probably tend to be a little more of a trophy hunter than you, but mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm very similar. Like most of the time, like playing through the game once, I'm like, oh, good enough. Move on. I mean, they're, like I said, and if, if a game is like compelling enough for me to want to come back and like really like take another swing at it and maybe like say like, you know. I'm looking at that trophy list and I'm saying like, no, I can do this. And I want to do this. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like you, you've hit magic. And yeah. I just think it's I like, I'm, I'm looking forward to sort of like digging around in this. And, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, I'm actually just super tickled that like you are so in love with hollow Knight. Because <laughs> I've been in TRG. Um, I was talking about it with somebody and I, and, I said, I think this honestly might be one of my top 10 favorite games of all time. Dang. They're like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's that good. And I'm not going to sit there and tell you like it's like the most technical Castlevania or whatever, mm-hmm. but it does all these sort of like, it does all these different things and it brings them together so, so well, so nicely. And like, it, it kind of actually scares me because I'm like, what's Team <laughs> Cherry going to do after this? Yeah. Because I like, that's a really big sort of like mountain to, to, you know, or a big, uh, my metaphors breaking down, but it's like, they've you set know, the bar they, really high. Yeah. And it's just like, man, like, you know, if you don't come out and like, and there are some studios that do that, like super giant, the people who do Bast- bastion, transistor empire. Yeah. Like, they have smashed it out of the park every time. Like when, when I talk about games that I'm like, I've gone through and I played multiple times, I've bought Bastion on 360 on my phone, on my Switch, on my Vita, <laughs> on my PlayStation. Like, I mean, like, I love that game mm-hmm. and I've played it to death. And it's like, you know, and I've, I've toyed around with going back and playing through. To, to, to clean out the trophies but i just i don't know like you know in in some ways like it is it can very easily become that sort of like that one-upsmanship sort of thing where it's like, yeah well i've got like way more credit because like you know i platinumed you know listen and i'm not going to throw shade at anybody who wants to do things like this but like um like they like Persona Four Golden is on my list of platinum, and I really do like that game. Dang. But I keep getting sidetracked. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Persona Five, hey, yeah, not happening. <laughs> like I like that not game unless I come back and that game, like you know, on the second half of it or whatever, or the last two thirds of it, wherever I'm at in it, and it just like grabs me by the short earlies and just drags me along the ride. Like I'm, I'm cool. Like I'm like, but anyways. So 
I, I don't know where to go from here other than to just say, <laughs> no. so what What about Hollow Knight, I guess, in particular, sort of like, you're like, no, I really want to come back. Like, what what is it for you? So, yeah. So, I mean, the easiest answer to that question is just that there are multiple endings and I only got the worst one. So there is still, <laughs> there is still so much more content in the game and, and they're constantly adding content into the game. And I, I feel myself um, wanting to, go down the rabbit hole of just talking about hollow Knight because i'm still just so impressed by how much content they give you and how good it is and how they've put out multiple free dlcs and it's like under 20 dollars for the game it's ridiculous um but in lieu of just talking about hollow Knight for another 20 minutes um uh, so that that's kind of the main reason is just that there's a lot more to do in the game and it's all been up to the point that i got uh, because again, my mindset is like, I'm going to finish this so I can get to the next thing. Also, like I talked about in the in previous episodes, is that I got um, kind of addicted to the game in an unhealthy manner. Like I was, I was mm. spending too much time on the game um, when I should not have. Um, it, and again, I I love it, but you know, the, we've talked about it <laughs> multiple times. Is you know, knowing when to when to stop and and looking back like i did put uh i prioritized that game um over other things that should have taken priority um so so i intentionally kind of stepped after i beat it um i intentionally stepped back and and put it down um but with the intention especially seeing all the extra content that's there with the intention of going back to it eventually um yeah, so that that's kind of the first thing. Um and kind of as I as I think about it too, like what we're talking about in terms of of completionism just in general is that I I think there is a sense of like really trying to get the most out of a game that you really enjoy. You know, um I ge- like I said I generally, you know, try and finish games so I can get to the next game. But if there are certain games, like in this case, that are really, just really good, um, you know, that are kind of do something that makes you want to stay in that world, um, then I don't think, well, this even sounds stupid to say, but I don't think there's anything wrong with going back to it. Of course there's not. But again, like in my with my mindset of like I'm just going to finish this and move on to the next thing, um, with a game like that 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 gives me so much, um, th- there are still other goals to hit within those games. And honestly, um, I still have like the DLC of like the Dark Souls games that I didn't finish that I need to go back to um, eventually. So those would kind of fall into the same camp, except that I had other games in that series to play rather than DLC packs. Um, so I just ended up playing through the series instead. Um, but yeah, with, with Hollow Knight there, there's just, um, the game is just so good. It makes me want to go back to it. And it's not even necessarily the, the way that the DLC is created is that it gives you more story and it gives you more like, like you get to peer in this world and the world is so meticulously crafted that I want to see what more that world has. And yeah. I think it's worth kind of putting some other games on hold because you do kind of have to rank the game. You know, I've said I have a huge backlog and mm-hmm. there are, 
if I really sat down and looked at it, there are some games on there that are, that are at the bottom of the list in terms of what I'm actually going to end up playing because they're just not that great for one reason or another or or I'm not expecting as much out of it. So when I come upon a game like Hollow Knight that really is um, kind of everything I wanted from the genre, and like you said, that's probably hyperbole slightly, but um, I do think it is... Um, I, I, I read actually just this morning, I, I read something that someone had had said and they called it a modern masterpiece. And I was like, you know what? I agree with you, sir. I, I really do think yeah. it's, it's so well done um, mechanically. And uh, yeah, just the world that they built is so, is, is just so well done. Um, so well, and you can tell, and I think, you know, I think this is sort of the, not to get, whatever but i think like so i've been thinking a lot like I, I listened to that paul maxwell podcast yeah and i've been thinking about it and you know basically he has this like really hyper intelligent sort of like masculinity thing mm-hmm. um definition that he sort of rolls out and it's like and and it's good to like wrestle with those things but i think like at the end of the day like if i could maybe uh, dumbed down what I think he was trying to say, and, and I apologize for moving around a little bit. I lifted this morning, and my back is a little big because I'm oh, getting no. old. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm apologizing to the listener because they're probably hearing me, like you know, you know wiggle around on my couch <laughs> and stuff. I don't know, because um, that's good radio. <laughs> but um, I think, like you, you know the reality is like sort of like to dumb down what he was, I think getting at is that we as people were made to pursue excellence. And so the thing that, and listen, I get it. A lot of it is subjective. Like a lot of it is like, it's just a matter of taste, personal taste, personal preference. Mm -hmm. Like when you have something like or shadow of the closets or, uh, even Dead Space, I would, dude. There are these moments of excellence mm-hmm. in these games where you can see sort of, you know, that people really invested, and it wasn't necessarily about sort of like you know, obviously, I I hope that they were hoping to make money, mm-hmm. but it's like the, there's, and I think like there's a part of me at least that sort of. Is a little when I see that excellent, like you know, you brought up Chrono Trigger, and like there are so many things I could rant about that game, <laughs> you know. Um, and someday I probably will. Someday, you know, I'll play it and I'll be like Josh, and I need to just talk for twenty minutes about Chrono Trigger <laughs> again. <laughs> well, let me know when that day comes because I will join you, good sir. Yes. Um, Oh, dude, well, we will put that one in the books. Um, but I think, like, the thing is, like, it's, there's, you, you see these, like, threads of excellence or these moments that are just, you know, sort of, like, glimmers or they, 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 they sort of, when you get to see that excellence, I think that, that speaks to our hearts, mm-hmm. you know, and 
and not to over spiritualize or anything but like we're made to see that stuff and to pursue that so i think like when one of the things that um you know definitely need to be aware of like the idolatry of misplacing these things because i mean even in playing hollow Knight, i've been guilty of like you know staying up too late you know mm-hmm. and that's super easy with a switch too yeah because it's like <laughs> right i can take this to bed with me and you know it's like three hours later like oh this isn't you know that was a bad decision yeah <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but um you know uh i i really just i i think like at the end of the day it's it's like i used to i used to sort of scoff at the hundred percenters and the people who get like do the platinum trophies and because i would i would sort of say like oh well they're just sort of artificially prolonging the game yeah you know and and i definitely think that there are probably you know games that the trophies or the achievements or whatever there's stuff in there that just has no bearing doesn't mean anything and so yeah you could probably definitely say like they're they're prolonged they're artificially sort of prolonged the game. but when you get a game like like hollow or like shadow or you know any of the stuff that i've sort of like you know drop here i think man like when you make a game that is that like that good it's sort of like that my heart sort of like reaches out to that excellence it says like no like i want to dig into this a little like you know kudos to you you know kudos to the developer mm-hmm. and that, that i don't know like like i said i'm not trying to like over spiritualize this or like get too highbrow here because you know um you know i've also played mario 3 a bajillion times <laughs> yeah <so. laughs> yeah that's another yeah that's another great one um yeah totally i i i agree um especially and i and i do think yeah we're kind of talking about sort of the cream of the crop um in terms of just games that that we would want to replay or or complete really you know get a hundred percent and even go back to after getting 100%. I mean, I literally just told you that I'll play Chrono Trigger with you if you plan on playing it. <laughs> um, so so there there's that I think I think it's a I think it's a balance though, right? Um there's yeah. there's a way to obsess over games um and it for for a number of different reasons, whether it's just for yourself, you know, whether it's your own kind of like personal challenge that you want to get everything in this game um like i said i'm not necessarily wired that way especially just Mm -hmm. because of the this point in my life um but there are some people who are that are just like okay if i'm gonna play this game i'm gonna complete it like i'm gonna spend the time and get everything there is to to get in this game kind of without discretion you know what i mean um i have i have friends who just kind of like assume like if i'm gonna play it i'm gonna 100 percent it for the most part and whether, yeah, whether it's that for their own like personal um, preference or that's just like the challenge they've set up for themselves or whether it's, it is an issue of like trophy hunting. And so that you can say that, you know, I have this and it's in my profile and, um, you know, this is how much of a gamer I am is that I, you know, complete all the games that I have. There's, there's that side. And then there's the, the, you know, the flip side of that coin would be, 
um, someone who just, you know, buys a ton of games and plays just a few hours of each game and, and doesn't really get into it. So, so I, I don't mean to say that either, like, just because I'm wired a certain way, I don't mean to, to discourage people who are different, you know? Yeah. Um, but I yeah. think there is a balance that we ought to take into account. You know, I, what I'm saying is like, don't default on either side, if that makes any sense. You know, um, I, I think being open to um, either giving up on a game if you're not enjoying it, you know, we've talked about that before, or um, or really like being open to spending more time with a game that you're, that is just really good <laughs> or a game that you're really enjoying um, because my default is, no, I'm not going to, I'm just going to finish it and, and get to the end. Um because it does kind of bring up this, the the real question, and, and as I was kind of like wrestling with this idea of just completionism in general, the real question it comes down to for me is why? You know, what is it that makes me want to complete a game? Like, what is the real reason behind my drive to, whether it's to get all the trophies, to get 100%. Um, there, there was another, the the last game that i can remember that i got a hundred percent on was um shadow of war right is that the mm. first one a shadow of mordor yeah shadow of mordor is the newer one yeah so shadow shadow of war the the first lord of the rings assassin's creed game um i played that one on pc and i did like i was just enjoying it i enjoyed you know ticking off all the little boxes all the little icons that were on the the map mm-hmm. um i had to go to each one um, and it was for my own kind of enjoyment. And I don't, honestly, I don't think that game is a amazing game. I just really liked it. And so I got, I got a hundred percent on it. And then I looked at the, the, I don't know, achievements. There you go. Seam achievements. And I was like, these are ridiculous. I'm not going to try and do these, <laughs> um, which I'm sure plenty of people have. Um, but for me, I'm just like, that is not how I play this game. And that's going to take forever to try and grind those out. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, there are even games that, that I don't think are, you know, the best of the best that I have invested a lot of time into yeah. simply because I enjoyed it. But I, I think, yeah, I think the issue is kind of defaulting one way or the other, like really stepping back and asking why, like, why is it that I want to spend so much time with this game and, and kind of doing that self-reflection. I mean, even what we've talked about is that reflecting on the fact that we really enjoy hollow Knight, well that can also be a downside because because self-control <laughs> frankly yeah, yeah um so that that's kind of where i've landed on it is really what is it that makes you want to to complete a game because like honestly i kind of feel for uh and i've been following him forever but the completionist on on youtube in particular like the dude is forced to complete games for his job, you know? And yeah, he's talked about, well, it just doesn't times. seem like fun after a while. Right. Like it almost seems like that would just leech all like the, the actual enjoyment out of everything. Yeah. But I say this to use him as sort of like a, a case study, right? Is that he played through the, um, what are they? The, uh, Friday Five Nights at Freddy's. That's what they're called. Ugh. The Five Nights at Freddy's games. And he talked about how much anxiety it caused him. 
like he actually and and because there's so much rng in order to uh in order to actually complete those games how frustrating it was and he's actually talked about it in, in multiple episodes about how he had to start seeing a therapist um particularly and, and i'm sure it was kind of like a that was a straw that broke the camel's back kind of a thing um but because of those games and the anxiety that it was causing him um and that like clearly again as a case study that is not healthy um if if this is causing you to like causing actual physical effects in your body like clearly that's not healthy obviously it's a different case because he does do that for a living so it's a, it's a little different but at the same time um we shouldn't let ourselves kind of uh consider that to be what we are aiming to be if that makes any sense at all you know no, if, if we can I, I see think, the downsides i think like you know in, i think it's important that we do sort of stress to maybe not even balance but like everything in its in its proper place yeah so like when we are you know spending time in the word taking care of our families and doing our jobs well and you know sort of when we're doing all of that stuff in the proper place and then video games can sort of be one of those things that we and so but i i think like like i said for me i guess like maybe i've already sort of this like i cut to the quick like for me like the reality is like not every game like and and this has sort of just been like a, a longer process i think for me. because every once in a while i'll get the itch to like i'm gonna get a bunch of trophies and da 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 da, da. you know it's like if I, if I wanted to get a bunch of platinums i'd just go out and play all the telltale games even <laughs> though but enough people have already talked about that whole thing oh yeah <laughs> Um, but you know what I'm saying. But it's like it, the, the reality is like for for me, it has just become like when I sort of hit that that point. It's like no, this is like special enough that it deserves a little. It's it's kind of like the okay. So you know, we we have like we have had the the games as art sort of conversation, mm -hmm. and the reality is like you know there isn't like a one-to-one -one correlation within a lot of other mediums. yeah but in a lot of ways like people read the same books over you know i know people who will read a certain book like once a year and i, I do you know not quite the same but it's like i play chrono trigger every couple of years or i play you, you know there, there are games i come back like you know like i said we mentioned it before like dead space now it's been a few years since I've played it, but I I used to play that all the time, and so it's like coming back to those things and sort of revisiting those worlds and the sort of like you know the experiences that they're evoking from us. I don't know, yeah. that, or like that we're sort of living in. That's I don't know. I I think that's pretty cool, um, and it's and so like I think like. The question is like just for me like one of the questions has been like one when i find myself and and we've we've already sort of like touched on this, i find myself really sort of like falling game you know asking myself have i been responsible in how I'm approaching this you know and but the other the other part is like and so that we aren't just falling into the trap being Consumers, 
Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, like, what, what is it here? The, uh, what is, like, so, you know, like I said, the, the stimulus for you was, was Hollow Knight. So, like, for me, like, one of the things is, like, you know, just looking at Hollow Knight, sort of stepping back and appreciating the, the different notes and tone shades and kind of, like, the texture and context of that game that just has, you know, mechanically, I really like how that game feels when I'm playing. Like, I like the responsiveness. And I like I like the fact that like when I die in a boss fight, I know it's my fault. Nine yeah. times out of that. <laughs> like, you know, occasionally I'm like, this is just stupid and it's hard luck. You know? Yeah. But and and it just like in the platforming and the traversal and just that world. And I like the fact that like the lore is there, but it's kind of like I don't know. The music in that game Ugh, is freaking so good. Uh, the sound is that's another game where the sound design is, but it's like when you like, you know, when you step back and you sort of really examine and appreciate those elements, like I feel like it's an opportunity to, to grow as a human being instead mm-hmm. of just saying like, oh, this makes me feel good. Like, hence Nate like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's more than just yeah that oh they like this thing (laughs) ooh shiny you know yeah yeah totally that that's a really good point I like that a lot of of just being able to to really assess kind of what you're doing and what you're playing and what it is about this piece of the piece of media there you go and and what exactly it is that you enjoy about it and and what it is that it does to you as well. Um, and how it's affecting you. That I like that a lot. That's super cool. Um, and and lest it sound like I'm totally downing on the the idea of completionism as well. Um, I do think like there are benefits. You know, I, and I think I kind of mentioned it in passing earlier. Is that like one of the great things about um, completing a game is like you're getting. I, I think I think it's an issue of stewardship, right? Is like. Mm-hmm. If if you're not actually playing through the games that you own, like are you really being a wise steward of what you have? And and a part of that is like, and again, that that's kind of why I, I talk about um, how how much content there is for such a relatively inexpensive price um, for Hollow Knight is that um, it it just gives you that much more um, good content. It's it gives you more of a bang for your buck, right? And and I think it's beneficial to actually like try and get that out of the game, into into actually be playing through, yeah, the games that you own. I I think it's beneficial. I think it is in, in a certain sense an issue of stewardship as well. Um, yeah, that comes yeah, into it. So I don't. I I also I think like it, it is one of those things where you you do need to balance it though too. Mm-hmm. They, just because you have it like you know just as sort of i've said before like if you play the game a little bit you know and you play a few hours and you're just like i'm not liking it it's fine to walk away. right and so right it, it would actually you know i think sometimes like saying well i bought this game i need 100 percent it like dude like it, you know that's that's not a, a good use of your time yeah you know um you know as i've said before you know based on conversations with my pastor and, and, and other just people in general, like 
our leisure time is meant to refresh us Mm -hmm. and sort of like so you know if and and this is video games are a leisure activity so if this is like just sort of like exasperating in you yeah stop playing (laughs) yeah like if you aren't enjoying it it's okay to walk away it's good to walk away from that time maybe we could do something else yeah so yeah totally uh and i do just want to throw out the caveat as well that 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 reminded me um is just that okay so we've talked a lot about hollow knight this episode um i i We'll just say, even though as much as we gush about it, as much as we love the game, I will say I don't think it's necessarily for everyone. So, like, no, if you no. if you play the game based on our recommendation and you're not enjoying it, that's okay. Like, don't feel like don't feel like there's something wrong with you, and also don't get mad at us. <laughs> um, well, and it's 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 one of those things. It's like you know, it's uh. It's not Calvin and Hobbes, you know, it's not, you know, not everybody should love it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I, I just, I was trying to be funny. Just had to throw I, in the reference. Got to go oh, for it. I, somebody, somebody said something that made me think about Calvin and Hobbes today. And nice. Once I get on that hook for a while, I'm just like, I'm on it for a while. <laughs> so, um, That's awesome. yeah, not, not everything is for everyone. Right. Um, and it's okay, you know. There's there's a lot of stuff out there that I mean, I I really do think. Like, here's the thing: it's a slow burn at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what I will say. So it's like if you're gonna like pick up Hollow Knight and like 20 minutes into it, you're like, this is boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get. You've got it. Like, it's one of those games that you've got to sort of like really work at for a little bit. But if you can get through that, uh, and, and you you know. And actually give the game a, a chance to get its hooks in you. And and again, if you don't like it, you know, well then I'm sorry. You know. Uh, you, you just know not to trust you know, our judgment when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> oh. There there are things that we enjoy that are not yeah, not necessarily for everyone. And and that's that's the downside to using hyperbole, right? Is that I'm I'm talking about these things that I love. I've obsessed over multiple games already in the short life of this podcast. <laughs> and I and I realize that they are not they are not for everyone. If you don't like JRPGs, don't play Strange Journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I think we've both sort of even copped at the fact that we're not huge first person people. Like yeah. First person shooters. Yeah. Like And that's a know? huge so, part like, of gaming. Like I, what was I playing? Somebody kind of turned me on to, and I got sucked in. I think I played Fortnite. I played the Fortnite. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I have played Fortnite. I, it didn't really get its hooks into me. Um, it was at Titanfall two, you know, oh, yeah. and it was like that's like something that I don't. And that was a game that I played and I beat and I enjoyed the experience, but that that was it. I was done with it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to go back and beat that game on hard or ultra hard. That's good. I, yeah, I think I think those are some good thoughts. Um, I mean, obviously, we can't talk about everything. I'm sure there are things that we missed, um, but I think those are some good guidelines, especially when thinking through like tackling your backlog and what to play and 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 how you should go about that, um, whether or not you should complete it. But yeah, I, I think the kind of the the nugget at the end, or, or and I think you had you had really talked about it more than I did, 
is just to to really assess you know when you get to the end of a game really assess like is this something that i should be spending my time on to continue and and to get everything and to do everything in this game is it worth it um or should i move on no i'm I'm glad we 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 talked about this i mean it's it's one of those issues that i i I think especially too in light of like i said the meta of the achievement and trophy Mm -hmm. Um, because like for the most part with with a few outliers achievements and trophies exist solely for achievements and trophies sakes yeah like that's it like i I think like there have been a few i think bloodborne if you got the plat if you get the platinum still it unlocks a custom theme that is only available to people who have Ah. platinum bloodborne which no (laughs) no (laughs) like i i like that game i admire it for what it is and I have absolutely no desire to, to, yeah. to really tangle with it again. But on that note, um, we should probably start wrapping it up. All so, right. Sweet. Do you have any recos? Um, so not really. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I will have, <laughs> I will say two things. So yes, maybe. I don't even know how to answer that. Um, the first thing is that I'm just going to throw this out there. We may or may not be on the next episode of the Retro Zoo Super Mm. Show? Possibly. It might be a thing. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Just listen to it and see if we're there. You might find us, you might not. And if if you find us in it, let us know. Yeah, yeah. We'd love love to hear from you. Um, And so the other thing, and and this actually ties in with our uh, main topic more than I kind of expected because I didn't see our conversation going this way. Um, but it's, you know, it's the middle of October. As we record this, it is literally, it's the 15th day of October, coming towards the end of the year. And um, I don't know if you're one listener to set goals for yourself and set yearly goals. Um, I have been trying to do that more um, just because I find that it helps motivate me. And uh, I need to, and so this is my recommendation is, is, purely it's self-serving because this is something I need to do is go and reassess your goals. See where you are this year, whether it was, you know, I want to read X amount of books or I want to finish X amount of games or, or whatever it is that, that you do, whatever goals that you're setting for yourself. Um, go take a look at those goals and see where you sit and see how you can, how you can, see if you kind of stack up to what you set for yourself. And, and, uh, take that time to kind of assess what happened if you're not meeting those goals and what you can do to to better kind of meet those. And for for all of you Christians out there, I'd say pray over it as well and ask God like is this something that I should be um it, that I should be pursuing right now and what is it if it is something that I ought to be pursuing, say just throwing it out there like scripture memorization, like what is it that has caused me to veer away from that and how can I get into a routine into a rhythm that will um, allow me to do that more often so just kind of reassess your goals is my reco yeah that's a good one um i actually have a couple um one of these is might seem a little sort of i don't know really off the wall but okay wesley brought it up uh the the Hashtag belly busters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, and I think I, I may have mentioned it a couple of times, but a couple times a week I get together and I lift with an elder church. Uh, we did that this morning. Um, we nice. get up, you know, early ish early. Well, earlier than either one of us normally get up and, um, we go and we lift weights together. Um, and just for anybody who might be interested in engaging in something like that, um, and I was actually talking to Paul Super Show earlier, and he was asking questions. And I really, there's a system uh, that I think is really good as far as like just an introductory level system for weightlifting called the 5x5 five five system. It's also known as the strong lifts system and i think if you go to stronglifts.com they'll sort of like spell it out but you basically uh you you have i think it's like three or four three or four exercises a day and you do five sets of five so five sets of five repetitions and then every every time you do like you basically add five pounds every workout um oh dang so you start out pretty light and you really sort of work into heavier weights. And I, I just, I really do think it's like just, it, it is one of those systems that I think, and it, and it's just good fundam- fundamentals. So if it's something that if, if you're thinking about maybe lifting weights or, you know, I really recommend that, that system. Uh, and something that I, I don't do you know, maybe I haven't done as often as I'd like is I would really um, recommend to the believers and, and to the non-believers that are listening to this podcast. Um, I would just challenge anybody here to pick a book of the Bible, you know, and journal through it, like read a chapter a day and journal through it, journal through some of the things that stick out to you. You know, there's, there's different sort of like journaling uh, devotional techniques that I, I think are really helpful and good, but just uh, yeah, I, th- I you know, and and uh, I just think that that's it's been really beneficial for me for the last couple of weeks to be able to do that. Nice. And, uh, I just want to encourage other people to do that as well. And you know, honestly, if you have any questions about like a, a particular technique or you know something feel free to reach out to me on twitter or facebook and i will gladly sort of like share any resources that i have with you or any sort of like tips or tricks or whatever there's not really the trick the trick to studying your bible is open it up and do it (laughs) do it (laughs) um so on that note um how can they reach us josh how can they? Well, there are multiple different places, Nate. I'm glad you asked. Um, we've got obviously our Facebook group, the hashtag um, Backlog Book Club on Facebook. You can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. Um, you can hit us up on our personal Twitter, you know, PSN friend code, uh, GG, all that fun stuff. I'm, uh, I've got a couple different names, but generally I go by Broccolope. That's B R O C C O L O P E. And y- your handle, good sir? I am uh, at Nate underscore Kiever. 
pretty much everything. Nice. And if they're sometimes the at symbol isn't in front of that. Um, <laughs> sometimes, but but yeah, don't at me, uh, bro. Except you oh, can at free. me. Yeah, you you can at me. I'm not guaranteeing that I'm going to get back to you. <laughs> um, so, do you have anything, any like parting shots or plugs or, you, you know, know, anything? I, I think I'm all plugged out, man. I think I'm done. <laughs> oh, I don't even know like what that you means. Might go, you might want to go see a doctor about that <laughs> one, dude. Um, oh, no. uh, all plugged out. Uh, uh, I'm just kind of, uh, I, I don't know what to say anymore. Um, so on that note you want to take us out bro alright well um, till next time continue beating down your backlogs and breaking down the benefits till next time bye that is so good well done sir well freaking done